I believe in Christ, he is my king. With all my heart to him I'll sing. I'll raise my voice in praise and joy, in grand amens my tongue employ. Scriptures reveal the divine desires of the Lord in our behalf. Each of us should have a burning desire to search the scriptures diligently and daily to seek the will of the Lord in our life. Brothers and sisters, on very thin pages, thick with meaning, are some almost hidden scriptures. Hence, we are urged to search, feast, and ponder. If you are lonely, please know you can find comfort. If you are discouraged, please know you can find hope. If you are poor in spirit, please know you can be strengthened. If you feel you are broken, please know you can be mended. Welcome to the Go and Do podcast. Um, this is intended to be a companion for your study for the 2020 Come Follow Me curriculum about the Book of Mormon. Um, this episode covers the lesson that uh, is about the introductory pages of the Book of Mormon from December 30th to January 5th. Um, first lesson of the year uh, to kind of get our feet wet and what the Book of Mormon is, where it comes from, how we got it, and what does it mean for us today. Yes. I'm Daniel. And I'm here with Feely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, normally we're going to have uh, guests on the show, but... We wanted to take the opportunity to kind of introduce the purpose of all of this to get started. Um, I think our target audience really is everyone. Um, it, whether you already study, come follow me and just want a little bit of an extra boost or something a little different than what you did the first year, or if you maybe are a, a single person and don't have anyone to study with and want to kind of have different perspectives brought in, or if you're not familiar with our faith at all, or the Book of Mormon, and want to follow along with us as we go through the year. I've read it a few times, but the thing is, I don't think it's, um, in my life, I don't think I've ever discussed it this deeply as we will in the coming year, maybe since my mission. And even then, I don't think we went through each and every individual detail, you know, like we will. Yeah, the 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 purpose that we wanted to do with this podcast was also to share uh, people's personal insight and perspective and and not necessarily do they have to be scholarly or in depth it's just kind of drawing out what the average member what the average person feels and so as the episodes roll out we will try to have a a new uh, guest every time and they can be a ward member, family member, a colleague, anyone who's interested. And we have sent out quite a few invitations and gotten a lot of interest of people who would just like to come and share. And it's really, we, we're going to study together. We're going to have read the material beforehand, but we'll come and discuss as if we are in a family setting or a, or a, you know, a study group type of setting. Yeah, and the intention is that it will be available Sunday night before the week of that lesson. So, for instance, if if we if you're listening to this, it will be available 
um, December 29th, for example. So that December 30th, when you open up whatever app you use to listen to podcasts or on your computer, it's already there ready for you to listen to. And if you want to listen to it at the beginning of the week to get you started or towards the end, you know, right before Sunday school, whatever it may be, um, just a way to kind of help you study it and also get different opinions and perspectives from all kinds of different people. Um, that's probably been the thing that's been interesting as we've kind of gotten started and sending out invitations. As people hear about the fact that we're doing it, they want to become involved. And it's been a pretty wide variety of people as far as like age and gender and um, experiences and backgrounds. Like I've been kind of surprised, um, well, pleased actually that a little bit of everyone wants to be involved. Yeah. And so as we as we dive into the discussion here for this first section, um, it really just talks about the introduction of the Book of Mormon. What is the Book of Mormon? Um, how was how did it come about? Um, and it goes through the book initially. You know what are what are the testimony of the three witnesses and the eight witnesses and and um, and kind of what is the story of this book. Um, and so we we hope that you know one thing for, for me that as I thought about this before reading the the testimonies and the introduction, I thought how would I explain what the Book of Mormon is to anyone, to a friend or family? If I had to summarize, what is it? Um, it it was interesting to have to just sit and think about it because I don't think I've consciously done that enough. Yeah. I think we we see it pretty early on in the text. It you know in the, on the title page it says another testament of Jesus Christ, um, and that's really what its purpose is. It's a book of scripture written by prophets to testify of Christ and His role in Heavenly Father's plan. And it's not meant to replace the Bible. It's not meant to even supersede in any way other religious texts. It's another testament of Jesus Christ. It's another way to say, hey, Christ did these things, he sacrificed for us, and here's what you can do to be happy. Right. I think one of the things that I really enjoy about my faith and and the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the principle that the Lord hasn't stopped speaking to his people, that there's continuous revelation. And that is so important because the scriptures are a history of the interaction of God with prophets and with people of ancient times. And just as important as those scriptures are in our modern day, we have a living prophet and we do receive revelation and instruction for our day, you know, in general conference, in the enzymes, in through our, through our uh, bishops and, and, and things like that, we, we that continues. Um, I think sometimes we forget that um, God has spoken to people. And, and the Book of Mormon is a story of a very specific family that was led out of Jerusalem to come to the Americas and to receive a promised land. And the 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 promise was, as you follow the commandments, you will be blessed and you will prosper in the land. And as you don't follow those commandments, you won't be blessed and you will have hardships and, and, and trials that, that 
ultimately led to their destruction, you know. And so we see how many times the Lord uh, guided them and was there for them and forgave them and helped them and, and delivered them out of bondage. And how many times we or the people self-imposed uh, their own uh, distance. They distanced themselves from that. They thought, oh, everything's going great. Oh, I can relax on these things. I can relax on the scriptures. And, stuff. and I, I look at the Book of Mormon entirely as like a guideline to our personal lives. How many times are we in bondage? Do we need a promised land? Do we need to be delivered? Or do we seek a, wit a witness? Um, and how many times do I forget the Lord and think, oh, everything's fine. Okay, I just, I, I won't pray as deeply as I should, or I'll just go through the motions. And then I find myself in a bad place or a bad situation, and I think, oh, okay, well, this is that, you know? And a lot of times it's it's really natural when things are going well to get comfortable and think, you know, well, I don't have to be as rigid in doing this or that because it's all, it's all good right now. Um and then as soon as there's a tragedy or a catastrophe, we immediately want help right away. And the Lord is showing us in the Book of Mormon time and time again uh, how people do that exact cycle, you know, where they get proud, they get kind of confident in themselves, not in, in a good kind of confident way, but almost like, I don't need help, I don't need the Lord. I am a self-made person. I, everything I have is by the sweat of my brow, and they forget that the very air you breathe is a gift from God. And then he will remind them, right? As oftentimes happens to us in our daily lives, you, you get a harsh reminder sometimes, hey, you need help. You need guidance. And um, it really helps us to to see through various examples throughout the book um how to not you know fall in that pitfall or, or fall victim to that kind of behavior to really remember and I think that's mainly the main theme for me is to remember 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 it says there's a bunch of scriptures where it talks about remember about this happened or remember when you had this experience or remember that God is there for you and he wants to help you but you have to be reaching out and you have to be willing to listen yeah one one um one important thing to remember about the Book of Mormon is that you, that that anyone can know for themselves if the book is true, and that is the promise of the Book of Mormon. There's a and it there's a they call him an ancient historian prophet I think in the in the lesson called Mormon who was commanded to compile, mm -hmm. grab from many of the records, and in the book they call them plates. There were several plates. Because they would write on metal plates their history and to preserve them. And he compiled what is the Book of Mormon. And in there he took, he claims to take the most precious and important parts. And he was a prophet and given the opportunity to see our time, see our day. And the challenges we would have. And knowing the challenges we would have through, you know, through the Lord and inspiration, he was able to receive what would be the most important things for us to have in our day and so i think that's something i don't think of very often because we look at our problems and our problems could be with school 
with finances, with relationships, with work, with health, and things like that. And we say, well, how can an old book of scripture help me? You know, how can that how can that solve my whatever problem? Insert whatever problem you have. Well, we're also used to everything being in real time. You know, everything being adjusting to whatever current circumstances we're in. And it's hard to imagine something written that long ago would still be applicable into our everyday existence, you know? Yeah. And I, I think for me, the way I would answer that is how does how does it become applicable? How does it become relevant to us? I think it's through revelation. As you read the Book of Mormon, you, you first you learn how God has worked with people. The pattern he has used to save people in the most dire and the most miraculous ways. And if he can do that for them, he can definitely do it for us. And by reading scripture, we are inviting the Holy Ghost to be part of our life. And that, with the scriptures and with keeping the commandments and doing what we should be doing, will guide us to the solution of our problems. Um, and it sounds simple. Um, in, in, in some aspects, it is. But it's difficult in the sense that you have to exercise your agency. You will get out of the Book of Mormon or in scriptures, in your religion, in work, in anything you do in life. You'll get out of it what you put into it. Yeah, I, I think it's really impossible to talk about the Book of Mormon without bringing up Joseph Smith. Um, he was instrumental in bringing the Book of Mormon back to... Uh, our time and the thing was when Mormon was compiling all of this uh, it was in the midst of a tremendous war in the land and he was under constant threat and he was constantly kind of moving around and recording what he could and compiling and then when he died his, he passed it on to his son Moroni who was the last one to write in the Book of Mormon and kind of at the very end kind of just like I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I'm doing I'm just gonna go wherever the Lord takes me. And he was instructed to hide the plates in a hill. And so he made a stone box and put it in a hill and left it there. And I'm sure that he was probably like, okay, I guess my work is done now. And I don't know what's going to, we don't really know what happened the rest of his life or how long, much longer he lived or whatever. Um, but what we do know is that in the early 1800s, a young boy went and asked what religion he should join. He said a prayer, and um, part of that response was, um, in addition to receiving the answer that none of the churches that were around were the true church and that he would be instrumental in restoring the true church, a lot of people have the misconception that Joseph Smith founded our church and that he wrote the Book of Mormon, but he restored an already existing church and restored an already written book as well. Um, he was given the instructions on where to find. This is later. He was given instructions on where to find the book in the, in the plates in the hill and um, went and found them and was not permitted to take them right away. Right. Uh, he, he said, okay, well, here they are. And, and an angel, um, Moroni, is actually the same individual who was the, the last person to write in the plates, as an angel told him, you're not supposed to take these yet. And it was actually several years before he was given permission. 
And part of that's just he, he himself was learning and growing as an individual. He was becoming more attuned to the spirit. And I think he had to be prepared uh, to undertake the, the responsibility of caring for those plates and also translating them to, into English. And, th- and that is all explained in the introduction. Yep. One of the things that, uh, that I've heard people complain about is, well, it says Joseph Smith is the author of the book. Yeah. And I think what the explanation of that is, is in, in those days, in order to get copyright protection for the book, they had to have an author. <laughs> you know, but he that is explained, and there there is multiple accounts and and historical documents that explain how all of this transpired. One of the great things, a companionship with the Book of Mormon, especially, would be the early chapters of the Saints Volume book. Yeah, it dives more into Joseph Smith's trials and how the book came about and and it just gives so much more insight into what the atmosphere of that time was um for me you know uh, the book of mormon is the fruit to know if joseph smith was a true prophet of god and just as in the new testament it says by you know many false prophets will arise and by their fruits you shall know them and that is the fruit of joseph smith is his ability to have been called a prophet and to translate the Book of Mormon. And you don't have to have met Joseph Smith or been there when he had his visions and, and revelations, but you can read the Book of Mormon and find out for yourself if the Book of Mormon is true. And if the Book of Mormon is true, then Joseph Smith is a true prophet of God. And if he is a true prophet of God, then the church of Jesus Christ has been restored on earth. You know, And then there are implications that follow. You know, we, we look at things, I, I, I look at things in my life and I say, if I, if I exist in this world and I want to know why am I here, you know, where am I going and what's going to happen after this life, what's my purpose? And someone says, you should read a book and it'll help you find the answers to those questions. I find that it's very common for people to say, well, I don't really have time for that. Yeah. or or I'm busy or and I've done it myself there's been times in my life where I just I haven't read or I haven't done what I've been what I should be doing um, but then I have to ask myself how important to my happiness and fulfillment in everything I do to be grounded into what my purpose is and my and and and, and understand that this life has meaning that my decisions have meaning that choices matter, that families can be together forever, that wrongs will be righted, that there is a savior, that there is a purpose, that this didn't happen, we aren't in this existence because of some random event in an infinite universe that we we can say for sure that it's infinite, yet we uh, have never traveled outside our solar system or, you know we you know we've never gone further than the moon you know we we claim many things but the one thing that you can hold in your hand read for yourself with real intent and find out if it's true we kind of tend to say no no thanks yeah. i'm kind of skeptical that that will work you know <laughs> yeah it was interesting in the time of joseph smith um there were people who maybe didn't necessarily well there were a lot of people who doubted what he said but there were some individuals that wanted to see the plates. They wanted to have um, a visual 
a confirmation of their existence and probably just to see do I have the chance to see these also or is this only for him? Because even while translating, people that served as his scribes never got the chance to look at them. And uh, there was like a sheet between them because the process of doing it, he had to be kind of isolated. And because of the sacred nature of these plates, um, they weren't just for public viewing. He couldn't just take them out and say, look, everybody, see, this is true. And I think part of that is the faith, right? Everything that's good and meaningful and really impactful in this world requires a lot of faith. And this is no exception to that. But um, on two different occasions, a group of three witnesses and a group of eight witnesses got the chance to actually see the plates and handle them and kind of look through them. And then but part of this lesson is uh, the reading for this lesson is their testimonies. And it's pretty interesting because um, even though later on in life, due to other circumstances, some of the, the brethren that had the chance to see the plates um, distanced themselves from the church, uh, John Whitmer, one of the eight witnesses, said, I have never heard that any one of the eight, three or eight witnesses ever denied the testimony that they have borne. Our names have gone forth to all nations, tongues, and people as a divine revelation from God, and it will bring to pass the designs of God according to the declaration therein contained. So even though they distanced themselves from the church, they you know, maybe broke off relationships with people in the church, they could never deny the fact that they had seen the plates and that it was true. And uh, I have not seen them, and I have not seen an angel, and I have not seen God, but I have been able to read it. Um, in its current form as the Book of Mormon. And I have been able to pray about it for myself and encourage other people to do the same. And I've always said, you know, I can bear testimony, but I don't want people to believe in what I say. I want them to have the same experience I had and continue to read it and continue to ask, is this true? Is this true? It may take more than once. It may take a thousand times. You may even receive confirmation that it's true and need to do it five years later. Fine, do it. The promise is there that if you read it with real intent and you pray to really, truly know, is this true? Is this book real? You'll find out that it is. Um, because every time I've read it and every time I've prayed about it, um, eventually I've gotten those answers as well. I agree. <laughs> so, I hope you continue to join us in these uh, study sessions. Right? Yeah, and... I hope that um, you can encourage other people to do so as well. Maybe, you know, as a family home evening, we'll try to keep it fairly short so it won't be something that'll be overwhelming. And um, if you can involve other people in conversations, if things come to mind, ask questions uh, of your friends, family, bring up things, you know, let's, even if you're not conversing with us directly, just starting a conversation and putting it out there into the world. I think gives the opportunity for the Book of Mormon to be discussed a lot more this year. And and I think it's important to to remember that we have we all are on this path of discipleship and we're all trying to learn and grow together. And there's more that unites us. Um and it's important that it's okay to be curious. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to to even at times feel, well, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's real. I think 
in the path of finding truth and receiving a testimony, I think for me, one of the first steps is you have to be honest. Um, you have to be honest. And by being honest, you're inviting the, the Holy Ghost to change your heart and to te talk to you. And I think oftentimes I find we are so busy trying to say the right things, you know, and, and look the right way that we don't stop and think, hey, do I really know that the Book of Mormon is true? And how? How do I know that? You know, for me, it's very simple. It's just I feel better. I have better days. I can think clearer. And I feel it. And it's hard to explain. That is true, that these principles are true, that, the, that um, you know, and, and, and sometimes we get carried away in, in the stories and, and, you know, did, were, were there, you know, in the scriptures, were there three wise men or were there 74? What's this, this, with, you know, and, and, you, and it's like, but what was Christ trying to teach? What was the principles he was trying to teach? And those principles are eternal and can be applied now. You know, and how we treat our neighbors, and how we treat each other, how we govern our heart, how we judge, how to how we look at situations, how we ask for help, how we prepare ourselves, how do we how do we maintain humility, or how do we deal when we're compelled to be humble? You know, how do we raise children? How do we spend our times? How do we seek for riches? How do we seek for education? How do you know all those things are relevant and very needed in our day? You know. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's probably the biggest part of all of this. We can have great discussions. We can have great um, interactions with people. But that's the reason why we named this podcast Go and Do. Because when it's all said and done, we need to go out and do it. We need to live it. We need to make sure that it doesn't just become dogma or just these beliefs that kind of just hang around us and we talk about them to feel good and then we're done that we actually put them into action. Live it. Live as Christ would. And do your best, because you're going to fall and you're going to make mistakes and all that. But part of it is um, following the teachings and then doing the best you can to, to live that day to day and treat people with kindness as he would. The Book of Mormon is truly the keystone of our religion. And that a man and woman will get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. And if you then go and do what he would have you do, your power to trust him will grow. And in time, you will be overwhelmed with gratitude to find that he has come to trust you. There is no end to the good we can do, to the influence we can have with others. Let us not dwell on the critical or the negative. Let us pray for strength. Let us pray for capacity and desire to assist others. Let us radiate the light of the gospel at all times and in all places that the spirit of the Redeemer may radiate from us. My dear brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ invites us to take the covenant path back home to our heavenly parents and be with those we love. He invites us to come, follow me.